Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Christian Easterday. He's the MD of Hot Chili. They're an ASX gold copper explorer, developer, and producer with assets in Chile. Um, we talked to them about their business plan, um, how they've got here to this point. It's been a long, long road with a couple of false dawns, but Christian feels that finally he's got everything in place to take advantage of this strong gold copper uh, price environment. Um, we look also at how they've um, managed to spend 100 million bucks to this point with a market cap of only 78 million today. Enjoy the podcast. Christian, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, very good to see you. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on the show. First time we've met, first time we've spoken. Um, looking forward to hearing about this story. Look, I, I guess we're sort of, uh, you know, in a really interesting position. So I thought it was it would be great to uh, to, to meet you and, uh, and tell the hot chili story and get all the tough questions. But um, you know, we're a copper gold uh, developer uh, on the ASX uh, in the in the junior space. Um, we we listed the company some ten years ago, going over to Chile to uh, to find and develop um, large copper gold projects. Um, and, uh, and I guess that was back in 2010. I uh, had a very big early success with a, with a project that uh, synonymous with our name, Productora, um, big discovery on the coast. And then uh, and really, I guess there's been a complete revitalization of the company in the last 18 months since we, we took on this world-class uh, discovery, Cordadera, right next to Productora. So, you know, we're a copper gold developer um, based out of, uh, out of Chile. Um, with our head office in Perth, and um, looking forward to uh, to chatting with you today. Yeah, well, good, good. Well, like, th- thanks for that rundown. Um, I was trying to understand a little bit about the the management team's um, capabilities. You know, their experience, their track record, and you kind of hit upon a few touch points there. So you, you've had a kind of previous success of Product Era. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you did there and why you why you're calling it a success? Sure. Well, I guess you know, very, very uh, tough when your when your business plan with your with your chairman, my founder um, Murray Black, and I um, went over to Chile with, with a bit of a vision um, to move into the large scale space. Um, you know, well, myself and Murray have a lot of experience over here in the gold space in Western Australia. I, I'm a geologist of you know, 23 years experience, and you know, a lot of a lot of expertise around us. Um, so we went over there to to break into a really tough environment in Chile with the no use it or lose it clause means most of the majors that were there, and uh, and finding big opportunities um, was was what event, what uh, what drew us to Chile, a very stable jurisdiction, uh, and uh, and I suppose we went over there privately and and went through a, a very large consolidation phase, uh, bringing together a number of opportunities with deals with the Chilean majors. Um, that was two and a half years of my time sitting over in Chile and, and just not leaving them alone um, as the world fell apart in the last GFC. Um, we were very successful in that process um, and we were one of the first companies uh, in many, many years to do a deal with uh, Cadelco. Uh, we did a deal with uh, the, the one of the top three, um, CMP Cap, and that got us into consolidating um, the Productora project on the coastline 600 kilometres north of Santiago. So look, that was a, a discovery that unveiled itself within three months of listing. The company shot from insignificance to a $250 million company quite rapidly. Uh, we deployed $100 million into that project, 
brought it into a pre-feasibility, defined a quarter of a billion tonnes of open pitable material on the coast. So it was a very exciting start to life for the company. Um, but uh, And so deal-making and consolidation is very much in, in our nature. Um, we were supported um, for many, many years by some very large shareholders, um, some very notable people that you would well know the names of, the Rick Rules of the world with Sprott and the Gordon Goltz of the world with Taurus and, uh, and indeed our own chairman, Murray Black. So we were, we were backed with a very big vision. Uh, unfortunately, I'll, I'll, I'll put... Uh, you know, this story into context, uh, Hot Chili then, you know, hit a brick wall like most of the market did. Copper price moved from $3.30 back down to $2 per pound. And really, over the last five or six years, prior to the acquisition of Corded Era 18 months ago, you know, Hot Chili was 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 on, a, on life support. Um, the ASX went from some 40 large copper, uh, copper developer peers um, to about four of us. So we were one of the survivors we, we survived a nuclear holocaust um, and we were able to do that by very prudently managing the company and keeping alive and um, being supported by those major shareholders. And they really gave us the opportunity to take this next step, finish the consolidation, take this productora success, as I called it, that unfortunately, you know, the tide went out and... Uh, and you find out who's naked. We had our pants halfway down to our ankles. So okay. we needed to build the remaining scale um, through the skill set that the management group had, which was pulling this area together. And, of course, that, uh, that culminated in us finding the Cordadera private discovery and, you know, the rest has been history in the last 18 months since that happened. Okay, so, so I just want to be clear. So it, it was a success in terms of your ability to aggregate and put together a package to create... A story in Chile predicated on the copper price then. Copper price fell away and you've, as you say, been, I think your phrase was life support for for a while, supported by institutions. Okay, understood. So your experience is in South America. It is in Chile. Uh, it is with gold copper, right? That's the that's, track record. That's right. You know, we're, we're, we're a bit of a bit of a flag bearer for the Australian market. You know, we're right. one of the few juniors that went over to Chile from Australia and were able to succeed. So, you know, we have a we have a very big footprint there, a very, very well established player in the coastline of Chile right. um, and in the large copper gold space. Okay. And, and tell me, what, 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 you know, 23 years out of, what else have you been involved with? Look, the, the, the start of my career actually uh, was was over here in Western Australia, um, where, where, where I live with my family. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gold by, a gold geologist by background. So, you know, I was, uh, I was an explorationist, um, had a very, very lucky start to my career working with, with one of the stalwarts of the industry over here, Peter Cook. So, uh, so I joined uh, Peter and, and Hill 50 Gold back when I started. Most people know that story. And we had a great success there, uh, turning around a WMC operation and then eventually being taken over four years later by Harmony Gold for you know, a quarter of a billion dollars. Um, so that's where I started my career. I was very lucky getting a lot of um, discoveries, um, got the gold bug and the discovery bug, uh, went on and worked with Placidome in their exploration group over here in Western Australia, um, had a lot of experience um, with the Global Generative Group and going over and starting to spread my wings as at the same time as a young geologist, I, I was dreaming of bigger things and, uh, and completing my master's in mineral economics while I was working and then completing my MBA um, and then ultimately uh, 
getting a phone call one day um, from a, from a, a gentleman I knew that I used to uh, use all of his drill rigs at Hill 50 at that gold project when I was at Placer, and and uh, that was Murray Black. Um, he's a very well established guy, and uh, over here owns large drilling businesses, and one of the Kalgoorlie guys, and uh, and he asked me to come and work for him when I was a very young guy. Um, so you know, I got a lot of luck and um, got very enthusiastic about the industry and uh, and dreamed of. Uh, of uh, eventually having uh, one of my own companies to to go and um, and to go and uh, you know succeed at uh, at finding something big and and developing it and uh, and building a company. Okay, so so let's let's talk about that because you, you uh, the beginning of Hot Chili it started well it's fallen away. You're telling me 18 months ago was a kind of catalyst moment and things have changed since then so i'm I'm looking at the share price from 2017 till now fairly flat not much is happening the market's not reacting to what you're doing so again define for me what you mean 18 months ago things started to take off what do you mean by that sure look if we if we sort of uh you know if you look at the hot chili price uh you know it's really a bit of a bit of a a, a hill and then and then it come down quite significantly after that initial you know star of the of the market back in 2012, 13, et cetera, winning, you know, diggers and dealers awards and uh, building a quarter of a billion market cap quickly. So, you know, through that, that, that very big trough, you know, we were leveled to, to one cents a share from, from 80 cents. So, you know, a, a lot of CEOs would be, would be, uh, would be horrified to, uh, to, to want to rerun that record. Um, look, I, I think that, you know, the measure of success um, with any company is is about your endurance, and uh, and never giving up on the vision that you have. So you know when we come down to the beginning of 2019, at one sense being supported by our major shareholders, it's because two years before that we were told that there was a discovery that was made on the other side of the Pan American Highway to Productora, and we were very fortunate to be able to get our hands on that information, look at that, start looking at scenarios as to what that would mean for our project, which was sitting there, unfortunately, snookered. Um, we had a copper price that would not support it being built at the scale it was, um, or alternatively, we had half the mine life we needed to bring that development through. So, you know, it was one of those, and I've said this before, it was a rabbit out of the hat moment, um, but it was about pulling the rabbit out of the hat. You know, this was a Chilean family, very, very wealthy, um, one of the big families of Chile. They controlled it. They'd been handed it back by a Chilean billionaire that discovered this thing. And, uh, and for all intensive purposes, they were not selling this asset. We went to them. We spent two years building that relationship, looking at every way we could to get them into a conversation to say, let's put this together with Productora. And, uh, and we finally succeeded. So that was two years of watching our share price get decimated with a master plan and, uh, and, uh, and really not blinking. And we were able to pull that off at a very low point in the market capitalization. And, uh, you know, and that took real grit. And to be able to do that, announce this private discovery that had not been closed off, it had been walked away from, with 800-metre intercepts from surface, no closeout drilling, and the suggestion that the grade was getting better at depth, you know, that took a lot of convincing for a lot of people that were financing me to survive to, to, to see if we could even pull something like that off. 
And given our pedigree in deal making, you know, I think that most people know that uh, that, that born in the DNA of, of what we do at Hot Chili very well is the relationship and the deals that we are able to pull off. So we did that in 2019 and we saw Hot Chili last year achieve, uh, so to come back to your question, it looks pretty flat. If we look in from the beginning of 2019, you see about a 413% increase in the share price as we started one uh, veil, I guess, some of the top copper gold intercepts being rolled out globally for the last two years. We've achieved six of the top 25 now. And so we actually, I think, finished as the third best performing share price on the market. And really share price is what this game's all about for investors. So last year was a very big um, return for our shareholders on that turnaround strategy and the announcement of that deal and obviously the success that's unfolded since. But then we follow back to, uh, to this year, Matthew, and uh, I'm, I'm going over to, uh, to PDAC and, uh, and the price is, uh, is very good. And, and uh, you know, as I arrive, we're sort of watching this virus in China. And, uh, and wouldn't you know in this business, you, uh, you hit another uh-oh moment in the market. So, you know, that, that, that pretty much leveled most of the ASX um, junior space, um, pulled back nearly all of our gains from last year in finding a potential world-class deposit right next to our existing development. So, so since then, um, we've been able to secure a number of things that would have very much worried the market and exacerbated that evaporation of gain. And uh, you know, we got back from, uh, from PDAC straight into Chile with the virus following us. And while I was there for 10 days, we, 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 uh, we, we nailed a few very, very important deals which have now hit the market, restored the confidence that this discovery is going to see a lot of life um, come out of it. And what that has meant that, uh, you know, in the past um, three weeks alone, I, th- I think we've probably uh, more than doubled the share price um, off the back of what is about to happen. So, so I guess, you know, there's, um, there's uh, you know, an exercise of uh, looking carefully at, uh, at, at what we've done in the last 18 months as to, as to what's going on with the market cap and share price. And cap. Yeah, okay. I, I, I get some of the volatility there and you know, statistics are a wonderful thing. If you measure it from a low enough point to the higher <laughs> point, there's some great numbers there, right? So, yeah. So, congratulations. Yeah, no, I, you know, Matthew, I'm very happy you say that because when you look at the entirety of time for CEOs to not talk about the bad times and not explain them away, you know, um, no, no. let's not cherry pick too much yeah, uh, exactly. of, uh, of all of our uh, victories on the battlefield. Exactly, right? exactly. Right. So, look, uh, you talk about endurance there uh, for you. You've got to be enduring, and, and and that's I think that's right. It's not necessarily what shareholders want because they don't they they they're looking for returns and they're looking for growth constant. Yeah, yours has been a bit of a battle, um, and I bet you that's got, right, Matthew. You've got to, You've got to. You've got to keep yourself in the fight. Right, and I bet you'd swap a few of those awards for a bit more consistency in the market. Right. That would uh, be nice. Yeah, it would. So let, let's let's talk about what you're trying to construct here. Okay, so I. I Look, I, I get the backstory, and obviously with Murray Black's involvement, he's well known in Australia. And you know, but there's a much bigger audience you're talking to here. You know, the the team, the projects you put together. I think obviously they take a while in South America, in Africa, places like to you know gain the trust of people to put those deals together. So that's not necessarily something you know shareholders uh, understand or prospective shareholders uh, would would understand. Um, 
the the need for so you put together some assets there's been some kind of consolidation around naming protocol i think recently you talking about costa fuego um um but I want to actually understand what it, what it actually means because you you talk yourself about yourself as a producer, a developer, and an explorer. Okay, right. Sure. So can we go in and break that down? So let's talk about the production yeah. component because that should be a big re-rate moment, right? That should be people say, oh, they're a gold producer in this gold environment. You should be taking advantage of that. But I'm not sure that's happening. So tell me what it is that you've got and what people don't understand. Sure. Yeah, I think you've got to put everything into context and a few moving parts there. So let's 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 tackle the production one first. You know, you you know, you, you look at a company like us. We put a hundred million dollars into Product Again, most CEOs would be embarrassed to sort of point out how much has been invested. Um, I look at that as a huge opportunity and always have. Um, if we could unlock that investment through what we've done with consolidation, there's your first value block right there. Um, because that's uh, that's a 10-year open pit project that um, that really you know was all about just where was the other 10 years of production, and then you're dealing with you know <laughs> a very very sexy project. Um, so, with what were our investment in Productora, when I was over in in Chile after after PDAC, I talked about a few things that we did. The first was to talk to the Corolla family that own error and say, look, these, these next milestone payments that the company owes to buy this 100%, let's push that out a year. Um, this environment is not going to be conducive for Hot Chili to going out and start putting down these big payments and funding that out of the market. We need time to put to the meat on the bone to re-rate this stock and continue to do that. So this was that was all about dilution management and about taking this forward sensibly. And the relationships that you talk about, the shareholders, that they don't really see it, that's when they do see it, that we can walk up to a family like that and be able to negotiate that um, just like that. So there's a lot of goodwill that's been built with our relationship there. Um, but what we also did, you know, in sitting there at a, at a, at a discussion with a, with a very close partner of ours and he was sent to dinner to um, pass me a message from, from uh, some some of the highest circles in the Chilean government that, uh, that our assistance with the local community and the employment in the township in which we operate um, 15 kilometres away by NR, um, the government uh, run agency and army operates a processing facility there. Some 400 people um, that are employed in that processing facility and really they were out of all sources in the area. Um, that mill was running at um, less than half percent, uh, half um, full capacity. And so they wanted the opportunity to be able to mine that all source sitting next to their processing facility. Um, I looked at that really as something of a distraction um, until that point where, uh, where it was brought upon me the, um, the importance of what that was securing for jobs. Our goodwill towards the community, towards the government, and, uh, and that was really important to me firstly. Um, what that also allowed me was an opportunity to say, well, you know, it's never been the game in town for Hot Chili to sit there and see small production out of its assets. We're aiming for something very, very big here. We always have. But in the meantime, that also helps with the funding. And what junior sits there in this market and says, I oh, will turn on cash flow $1.4 to $2 million a year, not put up any capital or operating costs and take a check? Um, 
So we were able to sign that deal up. We were able able to execute it and put it in place effectively. But it was the bigger meaning for what that also meant for me. This was about a mining um, license being granted over our key asset and put in place now. This suddenly brought hot chili from a, a, a visionary big developer in four or five years when Christian can put all these moving parts together to actually saying, no, we've got production now. We can see what that all body is going to process like. That's going to assist with how product tours feasibility moves forward. We're going to assist the local community with jobs and we're going to have a lot more um, involvement with the government agencies in relation to how all of this is going to be put together for a lot more jobs. So that was the first thing on the production basis. And I guess one of the other things, Matthew, that I'll point out is um, perhaps the, the market isn't seeing what we're about to do next with that production. Um, I foreshadowed it and said we're in discussions to, to lift that up, but wouldn't it be fantastic to see hot chili earning a hell of a lot more than that annually um, while still actually showing no real material impact to a 167 million tonne reserve? This is production at 120,000 tonnes per annum. Maybe that might be higher soon if discussions go well, but um, I'm sure that everyone can do the maths. And Okay, we'll do the maths for them. Go on. <laughs> well, you know, if you if you were in 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 a, in a fantastic place and you 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 talked about even doubling that four million dollars a year, you know, and you, what what PE ratio do you want to choose? Do you want to choose ten or twenty or somewhere between, um, and then multiply that against our market cap? Well, that puts a most of our market cap to bed straight away. Um, so so I think from that perspective, we have a funding strength that's been developed out of that and. My, my recent presentation, it may be a bit cheeky to say producer, developer, explorer, more than taking a check. Well, that, that, that's, that's where I was coming at it from, and I'm glad you've explained it like that because it's not the money. I did view it as a, a, as a distraction before this conversation. It's, 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 it's almost meaningless, and you should be focusing yes. on the big prize. But the way you've described it in terms of the doors that it's opened for you and I guess you're right, you know, having a little, little bit of income is no, no bad thing. But the market wants to see you focus on the main price, which is the That's development right. component. You, you have spent 100 million bucks on Productura, right? That's a lot of, yes. big chunk of change. What I'm not seeing is, so if you don't mind, let's park the production bit. We understand why you've done it. You, you did yes. recognize it as a distraction, but it has some upside to it. But I'm going to park that because you're not really a producer. The big no, prize you know, is we development. Don't go after it. It's exactly yeah. what you said and why before that meeting and before it was put to me and the way it was put to me by the government and, uh, and, and, and through, through the intermediary, um, you know, that, that, that is the key motivator for us. You know, I viewed it as a distraction because exactly as you said, Matthew, what, look, $1.42 million a year, that's, that's great. It's very helpful. Um, we're trying to put together a billion-ton play here on the coastline of Chile. Right. So let's, that's let's, where the prize is. So let's, and that's the prize for all shareholders. Great. So let's come back to that because that's the, that's the only way this company is going to significantly change its market cap. Exactly. And so you need to help me with understanding how you're going to do that. You've spent 100 million bucks. You said you could unlock the potential of that. What does that actually mean? How do you recoup that 100 million and beyond? Yeah, and let's 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 do exactly what you're saying. Let's step up from the little step. Now let's go to the next, what I would classify as a moderate step, restoring $100 million of value. So what was wrong with Productura? 
either the grade needed to be 50% up or the size of it need to be, needed to be twice. So when you pull off a deal that within the first 5,000 metres of drilling, you've just confirmed what you spent two years running scenarios on, putting it through your financial modelling and convincing some of the largest investors in the world, such as the Sprott Group, that if you can get this thing, you've just solved your problem. That's about restoring the $100 million. But what we're here for and our shareholders are here for is not $2 million a year revenue, restore $100 million so we get back to even. Um, this is about taking company and trying to emulate something similar to what Sol Gold has very successfully done over in Ecuador. That is the bigger price. And to do that, you need to, you know, I have a lot of luck. Let's, let's not forget that in all of this. But, uh, and, and we had a lot of luck. We chose the right asset. We fought hard to get it. We knew that it would solve those initial two value steps. Um, and now it's about where those world-class drilling intercepts are taking us. So the next steps, which we're very much focusing on, and really it's all hands on board at the moment. Um, we were very lucky to a point, and you talk about who are the people behind Hot Chili? What's the capability there? You know, you, you, you know, we're talking about we're talking a very big game in terms of you know tier one assets to put together to unlock the ultimate value here in a market where tier one assets are very very hard to find globally. You look at the top fifty undeveloped copper projects in the world. What have we got? Four of them that are not controlled by majors. We step down to the next twenty. And we say on the ASX, how many ASX players are holding tier one, even close to a tier one asset in copper gold? When we say tier one, we're talking 5 million tonnes of copper metal, you know, often 5 to 10 million ounces of gold on average. And we're talking about the $40 billion US in-ground value. So that's what our shareholders want us to be focused on. And that's very much what we're on the cusp of delivering our first step, our first chunk of meat on that bone. How? And that's... Cordillera's first resource. Put, right, okay. When, what's the timing on that? Look, it's, uh, it's, it's something that most people are really, really anxious about. Um, so as you said, Matthew, I think you know, some of your respondents are um, on, uh, on, a, on a, a website called Hot Copper over here and uh, get emailed these things quite often from that forum. And, you know, and I... I I know that, uh, that the, the entire retail market of Australia is sort of holding their breath. Um, the price is, uh, is lifting. We've been putting out some fantastic announcements in the lead up to this resource, which means a lot of work and thought is going into what we're about to do here because when we put this resource out, clearly we wanted to keep drilling. COVID changed that. We pivoted all of our team towards putting a first estimate and almost a marker in the sand as to, Really hot chilies come in here and drill 20,000 metres. How big can this thing be? You add that to 23,000 metres of drill previously and, uh, and we look and we say, well, gee, you've had Rio Tinto exploration up in the Patterson drilling the fantastic Winu discovery and they just very helpfully for hot chili put half a billion tonnes into the market at, you know, 0.4 uh, or 0.35 copper and 0.25 gold and... You know, they, they put a half a tier one asset as a first step for them. Um, so it's very, very helpful for hot chili. What's, what's the answer, Christian? What's the answer? Already at what, so but what's the in answer? The, in the coming couple of weeks, Matthew, 
um, is, is what I'm hoping my answer is to a very long-winded answer. Right, we got that, good. Um, okay, so you're gonna, you're gonna bring out a resource. You've raised a little bit of money recently, uh, back in, yep. in May um, and in June. What are you doing with it? Sure, um, pretty simple. It was going towards drilling. It was going towards the extension of our purchase agreement on this to push that out a year um, in advance. Um, and most importantly, that was going towards the put together of this first resource on Cordadera, asset one addition to Productura. Mm -hmm. And it was about then bringing in the first of our high grade satellites with the resource on that San Antonio and really amalgamating this into one big combined development. So we also have work going on on a scoping study to put all of this together. And, uh, and just the other day we announced our first metallurgical results, which was really the glue that proves that all of these ore sources within 15 kilometres out of each other um, and can actually be processed in the same processing facility. Using salt water, which is very important in Chile for a big development, um, and more importantly, that, uh, that these things are all enjoying very, very strong recoveries. So now we can look at it as one combined development. And as you sort of started, you know, Costa Fuego, you know, Christian's rolled out a new name. Um, look, that's because all of these ore sources are going to go through one plant now. Okay. You don't have many shares yourself. Is, is, is Murray making all the money here? <laughs> no. Well, I, uh, I don't have the financial resources of, uh, of, of a Murray Black, um, clearly. But, um, but no, look, I, I used to have a larger shareholder. It's been, been shareholding has been whittled down over the years. Um, I'd put it quite a lot of money personally into hot chili um, in the market when I can, um, keeping up with uh, placements uh, while I can. So, uh, so it's certainly, uh, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm certainly uh, well within the top 20 and hopefully uh, not far off the top 10. But, um, but no, I don't have as many shares as Murray Black, but you know, I guess um, everyone knows that, uh, that Murray and I started this company. We're part of the Kalgoorlie Group. Um, and our group is still the largest shareholders that control Hot Chili. Okay, this year, I know you've kind of got you, you're a bit coy on the timing for the resource, but you know, does that is that informing us that it's it's tough to actually get anything done in Chile at the moment? Is that the problem? Is it a uh, COVID related, resource, or is there more to it? Yeah, no. Look, all of the resource work is going on um, mainly over here in Australia. Um, I, I, I started to talk about and then forgot to finish, Matthew, about uh, the people behind us. You know, back when we made the discovery hole of the high-grade core at Cordadera, which really changed everything for what our view um, and the market's view of what Cordadera could become, um, we appointed Steve Garwin, obviously one of the most preeminent porphyry geologists in the world. He's, uh, he's leading the team for the Soul Gold Discovery and Drill Out, and, you know, they've done a fantastic job there. And we really adopted... Um, with Steve, a, a brand new team that was very specialised in putting together porphyries, um, working on Cascabel amongst others. And, and so most of that work's going over here in, in Australia with Mining Plus as our independent resource guys. Um, Steve Darwin and a big team leading the modelling behind that um, to provide um, you know, very accurate understanding as, as to where this resource is and how to target it. So in Chile on the ground, we're drilling um, and certainly we're impacted there. Um, Chile has not been immune to coronavirus. We're uh, having to operate very differently 
we're not drilling as fast as we used to because, you know, we've, we've got single shift drilling, um, two week, you know, red team and blue team. And um, we have a lot of procedures to make sure we can keep operating. But you know, the resources aren't being held up at all by, uh, by, by operations in Chile. But um, the one thing that is holding things up, Matthew, and I would have hoped to have had the resource out already, maybe even last week. But, um, you know, we have a lot of uh, groups that um, are involved in data room with uh, the company and, uh, and that uh, there are a lot of eyes on this. Um, so, you know, we're doing it to an extremely high standard. Uh, we know that this is the first watermark and um, we want to get it right. So when we've got it right, we'll, uh, we'll be putting it out. What, what, do you, what do you mean people are in your data room? What are they doing? Who are they? Look, uh, you know, you, you, you pull off an acquisition like Cordadera. I think most people knew what the strategy was. You know, one plus one equals three. Um, one of the oldest strategies in the book in the mining sector um, for pulling off what we were trying to do. So... I think most people recognised where this was going very early, um, and um, we received a lot of uh, inbound interest from them. You know, some of the largest mining companies in the world, and uh, and their teams. Um, a lot of them have been over to the project, and a lot of them uh, keep um, you know, keep up good dialogue with Hot Chili as we've been growing this thing, de-risking it, answering things like, "Can it come out? Is it going to get bigger? Where's the grade?" What's the next step? So, you know, this next step with the resource is a, is a very big part so, of so, our next step. So let me be clear. In that process. You, you are selling hot chili. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So I want you to be clear. Uh, be clear with me. We certainly are, are very interested in, uh, in, in, in speaking with um, much larger, more capable groups for these type of uh, assets that, uh, that may assist us in being able to bring the most value to the floor with hot chili shareholders. And that might be through contemplating funding uh, arrangements such as joint ventures and, and, uh, and perhaps even uh, cornerstone stakes in the company. Right. And JVs, would they, are you looking for an operator for you? I mean, what are you, what are you trying to get out of these conversations? Yeah, you know, I, think, I think, you know, you look forward as to, 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 to where does this all go and what, what's, what's the best journey for the shareholder? Is it, is it and, and I'll speak frankly now, like, you know, are these guys here to build this up, put some wrapping paper and bow on it and sell it? Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, that, that any CEO that's not looking at all options to create the most value for the company is not doing their job. So, you know, we, are you we, tired? Don't, we don't have this, any exceptions about that. Are you tired of it? I mean, you've been at this a long time. Do you want someone to come in here and just take it over? Is that the, is that the best thing for you, the board and the shareholders? I, th I think it's, uh, that, that fatigue builds into all of these things. But um, I, I think, you know, discovery is in my blood. And when you find something like Cordadero, you've also got to step back and say, how many geologists or CEOs are going to even be able to walk around the market and say, we're about to, or we have the chance to potentially define a tier one discovery. Um, you know, that's what gets me out of bed and gets most of our board and management team out of bed every day. Um, you know, we're very, very much uh, motivated by, by what, what can unfold here and uh, certainly uh, no fatigue to, to be running, <laughs> running to sell it quickly, no. Um, you know, okay. the market cap of hot chili is here. We've got a vision for where this can take us. 
So until we get there, I don't think we're um, we're really wanting to do anything, um, uh, you know, in a rushed manner. Okay. So you're just coming back to share registry. So you, you've na- you've name dropped a few big big names in there who I, I presume are still here today because there's a sort of massive overhang for them given the successes of the past uh, and where the price is today. Are you concerned as part of your growth story that you're telling that you're going to be held back by people dumping as soon as the price hits something comparable to what they paid? Yeah, let's, let's again, let's be very frank here. Um, you know, Matthew, you know, I, I started with, you know, I, I, most people that know me in person have been into my office turn around behind my desk and say, What's, what does the number 500 mean? Um, it's something my wife put on the wall in red, um, very big numbers. Um, and, you know, a lot of people ask me at the beginning of the company, what does 500 mean, Christian? And back then I used to say, you know, this is either a minimum $500 million company we're building. This is a minimum of 500 million tonnes that we want to build, or this is a maximum of 500 million, t- million shares that I want on issue by the time um, we're able to reach full value for our shareholders. So look, two of those three, three things are uh, still alive, Matthew. Tell me, so, tell me about the share account. Unfortunately, one of them, not the amount of shares that I've got on issue. So when you talk about overhang and volume, yeah, we, we, we have a lot of volume. Um, we have uh, a register that I spent years ensuring we had a consolidated heavyweight register and it was one of our strengths for many, many years. And to be able to pull off Cordadera, um, unfortunately, we had to loosen up that register. And, um, and with that, yes, you, you, you see a lot, of, a lot of volume come into a stock that, you know, has two billion shares or so now. Um, not dissimilar to where Solgold is, but you sit there and look at the Solgold story and Nick... Very similar situation, 30 million market cap, 3P, delivered six, seven world-class intercepts, very similar to where we are. Must have been looking at everyone thinking, what do I have to do? And, uh, and just like that, you know, you see a move by Newcrest, BHP, a capital raising, and within seven months, $30 million company that's a billion dollars. So can we do it? Yeah, I think that there's precedent given but- our register. Well, there's all the, of the impediment that you would think would be in front of us. If you compare yourself to the right company, there's always precedent. So I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned about you. I want to understand how you're going to get there. Okay, so you're sitting at whatever it is, sort of 80, well, 70 million uh, Aussie-ish today. Yep. How much cash have you got in the bank? Oh, look, we just, just completed uh, about six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, an $8.9 million um, placement and entitlements issue to our shareholders. So... So we're pretty good with Treasury at the moment. And uh, one of the benefits, if there is a, a silver lining to the cloud of drilling at half the speed I used to, um, is that I'm not burning money very um, quickly. And, uh, and in addition, we're uh, about to see our first check from production on a monthly basis. So, so we're okay right now. Till when? Till when? I think that most people could do a timeline and say, you know, within the first quarter of next year, Christian's probably looking for money. Between now and then, um, I think a few other things are um, playing out in the background that uh, that may well mean that um, you know I I, I think that uh, I, I've got a track record of always being able to fund this company effectively. So um, 
I don't think that uh, I see anything changing there. But um, we're not contemplating raising capital anytime soon. Certainly, certainly, we'd be looking at next year at this stage. What's your take on the gold market at the moment? Do you think it's going to sustain? <laughs> wow, I think that's uh, that's my word for the day with uh, with gold. Two thousand and fifty, I think it's pulled back a little today. Um, gee, I remember. 97, I was a, as a young geologist on a, on, a, on a drill rig and the next year it hit 265 an ounce, Matthew. So been around a little. Um, but that's my that point. It's pretty stunning at the moment. But that's my point is it's stunning at the moment. You've got to, as an MD, you've got to have a view of where this thing's going because you've got to pick the right time to raise cash because either it's going to be cheap or it's going to be expensive. So what yeah. is, what's your take on it and, you know, when will you leave yeah. those conversations to? Yeah, look, yeah, again, you know, we were talking about earlier, what can you, can you control, what can't you control? I can't control the commodity prices. I've, uh, we seem to be coming into a real purple patch where those very few instances in my career where stars have aligned. And I don't want to jinx anything at the moment, Matthew, because um, the stars have aligned with the copper price and with the gold price at the very moment Hot Chile is about to take this massive leap forward in terms of how much metal we have in those two key commodities. And one of the things in the Hot Chile story that I also think the market is very much missing, when you do these numbers and you say you've got a quarter of a billion at Productora, and gee, could Cordadera's first resource be anything like Winu? Uh, you can do the maths pretty quickly as to where we start. And then apply a gold credit. When you've done those maths, work out that Hot Chile is about to hold one of the biggest gold resources on the ASX outside of a major, then multiply it by 2,000. So I think it's one of the most exciting aspects of the story unfolding here that, um, that I'm sure that uh, we'll be able to put onto a bubble graph to uh, adequately represent that. Okay. Well, let, let's, let's see how that goes because I think people are trying to understand the scale of this. And I, yeah. I know you throwing some numbers out there, but they, they need you to put this resource out to get exactly. a sense of that so they can actually work out what the numbers are because it's been a quiet three years. You know, Not much has happened for you guys. Um, the stars are aligning in terms of copper price coming back up. Gold's obviously doing its thing. So right now, it's great, but are you going to be able to take advantage of it is, I suspect, the big question out there that's right so you know when uh when you have those stars aligned um my my experiences is is uh, that you've got to move quickly we we're very lucky that we've uh we've been able to move very quickly and so you know to be delivering uh what we're talking about delivering very shortly in the coming weeks um you know i couldn't be happier with how that's worked out but um uh, also like i said matthew um two weeks is a long time in the market so i'll uh I, I don't want to uh, say anything too soon and jinx what's going on here, but um, you know, we, we, you know, I, I, I'm sort of like the cat that's that, that sort of got the cream at the moment. Um, you know, I know where this is heading, and so I smile a lot in these interviews. Um, but you know, exactly as you said, proof will be in the pudding. Let's get the number out. That'll be the starting point. We'll let your drill rigs keep turning. Let's see where this goes. Christian, thank you very much for today. Brilliant first introduction to your company. Um, appreciate uh, you being frank. We'd like that. Um, pick up the phone. Let us know when uh, there's something to say. Excellent. All right. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast? 
or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.